Hey, everybody. What's up? Hey, not much. How are you doing? Good. Hell yeah, man. You excited? Yeah. Yeah. You excited for another episode of Weird and Feared? Mm-hmm. Where we discuss monsters, madness, and mayhem. Mm-hmm. And Mothman. Yeah. Been doing that. We've been doing that for the past two weeks, and we ain't stopping tonight. No. Because we're in... We last left the Mothman kind of making himself known outside of the Ohio Beach. Yeah. He's probably flying out to Lake Michigan doing who knows what. Chicagoland area. He's hanging out. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. So would you just like to get into it? Yeah, let's dive right in. All right. Our third installment discussing the Mothman. Of Point Pleasant, the Mothman of Chicago, slash the Chicago Phantom. Mm hmm. 1969, October 27th, Rolling Prairie, Indiana. It was late. The trailer was in a state of disrepair. A hole in the ceiling was covered with a black tarp, acting as a temporary stopgap protecting the family, consisting of a mother, father, son, sister, and grandmother from the elements without. (laughs) The son's name, Floyd R. Hancock. He shared a room with his little sister. Again, it was late. She was asleep in her crib. Floyd was also enjoying a peaceful night's sleep when he was awoken by a, quote, Disagreeable odor. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> I mean, just imagine something that smells like shit, I guess. Hey. Oh. Oh. Oh, was that me? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Was that? Oh, my God. Mom, I shit my pants. <laughs> Is that the baby? And a bizarre sound coming from near his sister's crib. When he looked in that general direction, what he saw defied the laws of a world he was only beginning to understand. A thin, eight-foot-tall, human-like being with large, leathery wings covered in dark fur with dark eyes loomed in his room. Hmm. Yeah, right? That doesn't sound good. Hmm, no. When it turned its head toward him, Floyd saw its sharp teeth. The boy screamed. The creature grabbed Floyd, cradling him in its arms. While his shrieks did not get the attention of his parents, his grandmother raced to the scene and witnessed the beast, escaping through the hole in the roof with Floyd in tow. Uh Uh-oh. During the initial abduction, paranormal investigator Lon Strickler, writer of Mothman Dynasty, Chicago's winged humanoids, whose blog Phantoms and Monsters has received many sightings, and the man whom Floyd Hancock, like so many others have told this story to said, quote, It seems that they, Floyd's parents, were somehow placed into a hypnotic state until the winged being left the premises with him, end quote. Strickler said. Mm -hmm. A little bit of telepathy involved here. Yeah. Quote, After several minutes, they all heard scratching noises and a loud thud on the roof. His father immediately gained access to the roof where he saw him, Floyd, lying unconscious. They are able to quickly bring him into the trailer, dry him off, and place him in his bed, end quote. Huh. Floyd described the creature as that of a gargoyle. 
His grandmother saw everything and was sure to tell the other members of the family the horror she saw that day. How old was uh, he at this point? Uh, not old. I mean, his sister's in a crib. I didn't see an exact date, but I could have missed it. I acknowledge that. I'm thinking like five to ten. Somewhere Pro- in probably there. young. Enough to be picked up and like taken away by the creature. Mm-hmm. So, you know, carryable. Cool. I was just curious. No, yeah, it's a good question to ask. I wish I had it. Uh, Floyd's tale remained a family secret, that is, until it became obvious that the same monster that tried to kidnap him as a child or something very similar had returned to the greater Lake Michigan area. The Chicago Mothman, or Chicago Phantom Phenomenon, was in full force, and the reports were still just getting started. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. August 21st, 2017. Picking right back up. Yeah. Do you remember that day? Uh, no, you told me to, but... Anything special about August 21st? I think it's a different day, I said earlier. But this day, do you remember it at all? Is that you, summer? When I mention it, it is. Um, August 21st, 2017. It was the day of the great American eclipse uh, yeah. when all attention was being placed in the sky. Some people stared at it via fancy protective glasses. Some, yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, right? It's a big deal. Some used highly... I mean, I was working. I walked outside. I, there's things to do. Like, I don't care. I'm watching the eclipse. I wasn't working. I was sitting on the patio. Hell yeah. With those stupid glasses. Yes. On. I mean, I walked out. It was a little cloudy, remember? It was very cloudy. But if you looked... Even yeah. through the clouds, you yep. can see it. No, I saw it. Like, hell yeah. Some used highly sensitive recording equipment to capture its majesty. Or if you were the president of the United States, you just stared at it with your naked eyes. Mm-hmm. Because of course you would. Because you're full of power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absorb the sun. <laughs> it won't hurt me. That's I'm fine. fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, the Adler Planetarium in Chicago, a natural, predictable viewing spot, but what if, while you were looking at the moon and sun cancel each other out, something far less predictable snatched your attention? Quote, We were watching and observing as the moon began its transit when we heard a very loud scream. This sounded like squeaky truck brakes that squeal when you're pressing hard on them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's kind of a commonality, yeah? Yeah. Truck brakes? Or train brakes? Brakes in general? Right. At first, we thought that's what it was. Maybe a CTA bus or big truck with brakes that needed changing or maintenance, end quote. They saw a large black figure with obvious human arms and legs. It was flying low over the docks and the island containing the planetarium. The sighting lasted maybe a minute with the creature flying maybe seven feet above the water. It looked like a giant bat, six or even seven feet tall. It flew over Soldier Field and the museum campus. It may have had a tail, and its talons looked sharp. It, quote, looked like it could rip somebody to shreds if it wanted to, end quote. Eclipse Day and the following day, our phantom was busy. The plethora of sightings make sense. After all, even people who would normally be stuck in their own little world staring at the concrete beneath their feet were paying attention to the sky this week. This occurrence takes us to Wicker Park. All right. A witness who lives on the third floor of her apartment said that, quote, out of the corner of my eye, I saw movement. I noticed a change in light in my room. I saw what looked like a human-shaped shadow from the mid-torso up in the window. As soon as I lo- turned to look, the shadow moved unnaturally fast to the left and up out of sight. 
Its movements gave the impression it was taking off to fly. It looked like it used the wall of my building to jump up and away. The shadow was dark gray when it moved. Its body was large enough to block a substantial amount of light, giving me the impression it was long slash tall. There he is, peeping in windows again, looking at girls. Yeah. Come I on, mean, dude. What are you doing? See. I mean, with great power comes great responsibility, man. Just because you can fly into a girl's window doesn't mean you should look in it. Maybe the Point Pleasant version yeah. was a infant version of the Mothman. Now we're hitting adolescent phase. Oh, shit. So now he's like hitting Mothman puberty. Yeah, that's why he shed all his feathers. Yeah. And yeah, like a baby, like an eagle changes his feathers or like a baby yeah. duck. And now he's peeking through windows. Cause yeah, he's, he's like, like, hey. He's like, oh, that girl's cute. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, you're my favorite co-ed. <laughs> yeah. Mothman. Yeah. Come on, Phantom Man. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Just because just you, you know, that's why he stayed in college so long. Yeah. Going to school. <laughs> it wasn't because he didn't know what a pen was or no, anything. No, no, no. He's <laughs> like, what is a book? This is fucking hard. Yeah. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying to adapt. Well, on August 22nd, 2017, 4.30, McCook, a truck driver witnessed a giant creature heading off the Stevenson Expressway, I-55. Lon says that the witness's account, quote, the flying being was dark brown and black and thick glistening hair on the body. Hmm. The wings were bat-like, with very long arms and claws attached to the wings. The legs extended from the back and were together. The head was very small, but there was a distinct ridge that ran along the top of the head along the back. The body was quite thin and long, estimated at six to seven feet in length. The wings were very wide and spanned at least ten feet. It was flying along the north bank of the river near the exit overpass, flapping its wings in a slow, deliberate motion as it moved downtown. The driver was able to watch it for about 20 seconds or so after he slowed down. Hmm. End quote. Again, same day, August 22nd, 2017, Pulaski Road. A woman saw a bat-like creature resembling the photo of the beast in the picture with the cigar store Indian. You know, mm-hmm. the gliding creature that started it all. August 27th, Forest Park, 8.45 p.m., a retired police officer of 25 years visiting his mother saw something perched on a building. When it comes to the Mothman, there's always perching. So much perching. Yeah, that's what they do. But the perching never lasts. When it stood up, it revealed its man-like physique and continued to show off by expanding its wings, revealing a wingspan of around 15 feet. Damn. It had glowing red eyes. There they are. He described it as a gargoyle. It was very dark in complexion, and sharp claws were found on its hands at the end of its long arms. What was its head shaped like? That of a cone. Huh. Interesting. Spade-like. Mm-hmm. Spade-like. Ridge-like. Triangular-like. Mm-hmm. Narrow. It ascended quickly and silently away toward the metro station. Oh, was he hopping on the train? I don't know. Gotta go get your ride. <laughs> Imagine him getting on the train with his wings. That's so annoying. Sorry. Get off the train, Mom. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> da, 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 yeah. Yeah, just bam, bang. He tries to tuck him as as nice as he can. Yeah. Again, with like his under know, his blue metallic yeah, his overcoat. He put, and he's also at this point wearing sunglasses to hide his red eyes. Yeah. It's like, don't notice me, dude. You're very noticeable. Stop. It's totally the Ninja Turtles thing. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like everybody knows you're a turtle. Yeah. Everyone can see you. <laughs> Uh-huh. We know you're not a normal person. Yeah. No one's fooled by this. Yeah, but sure, fine. Right? We'll, we'll go with it. Right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. 
August 28th, 2017. A delivery driver sees a, quote, large man with wings, quote, flying over the same area of McCook as the sightings reported on August 22nd. Quote, the witness saw a large dark-winged being fly high over the river from the same vantage point as the first driver. The description was of a you know, large man with wings that sailed high above the exit off-ramp at a height of about 200 feet. End quote. A day later, August 29th, 2017, LaGrange Park, 3.45 p.m. A winged shadow being, which, I mean, that's a great... Winged shadow being is just a great phrase. Yeah was seen by a bird watcher who thought its behavior was like no large bird she was familiar with. It was a, quote, huge flying shadow, end quote. Late summer, this wasn't specified, 2017, Rockford. So now he's way out west. Oh, yeah. 6 a.m. Wow. A woman witnesses a tall human-like figure extend its wings and fly away. September 7th, 2017, the Lincoln Park Zoo. Oh, yeah. A family and a group of onlookers see a human-sized being with bat wings about 12 feet wide fly over the treetops. The zoo has not officially commented on the incident, which I'm sure shocks you dearly. Yeah, no. Like, no, we're not. Just, we're, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. He's got a room in the back. He hangs out. He hangs, out with, rent. He hangs out with the emus. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. September 9th, 2017, 10.30 p.m. Where are we at? Do you remember this place? No. The, the, little, <laughs> the little village. Oh, okay. Quote, I was standing outside with some friends, grilling carnitas and drinking beer and listening to some music. Oh, man, that sounds like a good time. It sounds awesome. I want that. <laughs> Without a Mothman, this is a great day. Yeah. We were on South Harding, just past 25th Avenue, in La Villita, you know, the little village neighborhood of Chicago. Mm-hmm. We were talking when we heard a very loud sound that sounded like a scream that was loud enough that the entire neighborhood must have heard it. As we looked around to see if someone needed help, one of my friends saw a large black figure with large black wings landing across the street near, it's, you know, they don't specify the guy's name, but mm-hmm. by this guy's house. It landed right past the tree, and was standing by the gate to so-and-so's fence. It was easy to see because the fence is white, and the streetlight across the street was lighting up the area. It stood there, and it seemed to be doing something with its wings. Maybe cleaning it, flexing it. Flexing? Yeah, like, yeah, I got wings. Hey, if I had wings, I'd flex them. You don't have these. Yeah, like, check check this out. these out. Yeah, yeah rolling the shoulders forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a tough guy. Look <laughs> at my tough guy moth wings. Yeah. They're also made of skin because I'm creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm the creepy moth, man. <laughs> yeah. They call me a moth, but really I'm just this fucked up skin, flesh, flying, gliding creature. It's going to be called Batman, but it was already taken. Yeah, it's too. Adam <laughs> West had that one on lock. Yeah. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, like, I don't like how Christian Bale talks, even though I talk like that as a moth, man. I mean, he just seems like he screams all the time. But again, he doesn't have to speak because he's all telepathic. Yeah. He just sends... He's just like screaming. Right. Exactly. At one point, this thing stretched out its wings, and they must have been about nine feet wide, but did not look like the wings of a bird. That's in complete contrast to the Point Pleasant Mothman. The thing stood there for about 15 seconds more before it must have noticed us and looked right at us with large, glowing red eyes, and it then shot up into the air and over the houses and was gone. We all saw it 
and it looked like a black demon with large wings. End quote. Oh, shit. Yeah? How do they know what a demon looks like? They just, I mean... They just right. know. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a demon. It probably looks like a demon, right? I mean, it sounds like a demon. What I, if, it, I, right. if somebody told me they saw that, I'd be like, would you see a fucking demon? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Were you walking by a wizard friend that fence? Was it was it Satan next to a, a gateway to hell? Yeah. You just letting out his bros? Yeah. September 10th, 2017. Douglas Neighborhood, South Martin Luther King Drive, and East 35th Street. Again, another real specific one. Yeah. A huge bat-like creature with smooth skin was spotted by a military veteran with flight experience. Notable because it was no aircraft or drone they had ever seen before. September 11th, 2017. 10.25, which I assume is PM, Kenwood. Probably should have wrote that down. A woman said what she saw had a, quote, a six to seven foot human-like body that was dark brown in color with wide black triangular-like shaped wings that closely resembled those of a bat and spanned at least 12 foot. Quote, it was headed downtown. Of course it was. The Phantom loves the lake. By the number of reports, he loves other particular neighborhoods as well. Hmm. What has become a relative hotspot for sightings is Chicago's Little Village. Witnesses talk of rumors, gossip, that a black devil has taken up residence there. Now, I'd just like to take this moment to say, whenever you watch a superhero movie about like a vigilante, mm-hmm. especially a street-level vigilante, yeah. like say Batman, Daredevil, or even yeah. Spider-Man, uh-huh. if any of those guys were real... Wouldn't this be exactly like how those things would sound? Yep. How reports of this creature would be? Yep. I saw this crazy thing. What's that? And like we just are, we've been talking about, you know, unprompted just because. Like this, you see a giant fucking ninja turtle running around. Right. So yeah. this, this turtle with like a, a a turtle wearing a duster and a top hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was eating pizza on the train. Yeah. Kept saying cowabunga. <laughs> yeah. It's like part of dude. He kept doing like hang loose. Trying to fit in. I think I saw ninja stars around his belt huh. that was made of like a rag. What is going on? Well, so. Yeah. Going back. Do it. Two episodes now. Let's do it. Point Pleasant, baby. Um, The Blackbird of Chernobyl or yes. whatever that was called. Yes. I mean, that sounds... I mean, we, I haven't touched on it, because no. I don't want to, because eventually we'll get to we it. We will. But, I mean, that sounds, just by description, you know, closer to the Mothman. Right. Of Chicago, or whatever we're calling this thing now. Yeah, the, the Chicago, the Chicago Phantom. Phantom. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah like, exactly, exactly. There's a lot of things going on here. There's so many things. In a Lon Strickler's book, because he, he tries to make all these connections, kind of like you know, like where we've been known to do, linking things together. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's, he's got it's a hard. few. He's got a few sightings of the the that creature, which is how I came across. That's one of the ways I came across him, hmm. just briefly, kind of sorta, but like right, yeah, it's like a thing. So like yeah, right, yeah, it's wild. But but as to date, though, no one has spotted our central figure stopping any crimes. Not yet. Maybe he's so good, no one sees him. Yeah, he doesn't want the credit. Yeah, he doesn't. 
He's like, I'm just doing it to do it. Yeah, I'm doing it for justice. True good right there. I am the Phantom of Justice. Yeah. Phantom, I'm Justice Man. No, Mothman, you're not going to call yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a demon with wings. No one's going to bother your Justice Man. <laughs> I'm Justice Man. <laughs> I stop crimes. When you see me, I fly away. No, you look terrified. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should just keep your fucking blue blazer on mm-hmm. and just, you know, calm the fuck down. Well, day later, September 12th, 2017, you guessed it, Little Village, nighttime. Mm-hmm. Quote, as I was walking, I saw something that looked like a large person, but had huge black wings and a pair of glowing orange eyes. I accept that confusion. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe they, and it's, they mentioned before kind of pulsates. Maybe it was like, you know, looked, yeah. looked a little bit lighter. Could be. Also, they say he's like yellow. So maybe he's got some range. I don't know. Could be. Maybe full justice man mode is with his red eyes when he's in full. And that's why he freaks out and flies away because he's just feeling the juice. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did it. My, no, get away. I'm in the moment. <laughs> I'm too jacked up. At first, I thought it might be a large owl, but remember, they called it an owl to start with. That kind of That's only really in Little Village, though. Mm-hmm. But as I got closer, I realized this person was at least seven feet tall. That's a big fucking owl. It's huge. It's a huge owl. As I got to about 20 feet from where it was standing, it let out a very loud screech, because that's what he just likes to do. That yeah. sounded as it was trying to warn me before leaping up into the air and taking off in the direction of West 25th Street. Quote, Again, I'm just picking pieces and summaries out of these reports. Go to singular40and.com, ufoclearinghouse.com, and phantomsandmonsters.com um, for full, um, for more context, you know, full clarity, and more detail on the specific instances of each sighting. Because each investigator does like follow-ups. You got more talking. Like each each little sighting is like its own little mini story. Right. It's yeah. like a perfect anthology. I yeah. love it. But I'm just hitting some highlights here because can you imagine if I didn't? Where yeah. would we be? This was me calming the rabbit hole down. Right. I'd just be falling forever. Right. We'd be uh, in episode 15 yeah, of like, the Mothman. Still Mothman. And he <laughs> still got red eyes, wings. And he's still doing Mothman stuff. Mm-hmm. By that point, we've we've changed his caricature. Like, he's stopping crimes at that we'd point. Have to, we'd have to change the name of the show. Yeah, it's just the Mothman. The problem. Mothman channel. <laughs> the Mothman <laughs> channel. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this... <laughs> the Mothman channel. Yep, top of Mothman's day. 24-7 Mothman. <laughs> 24 coverage of the Mothman. Yeah, we're outside. I don't see any Mothman yet. <laughs> Check back in later. Yeah. You see any Mothman? No. Hang out, growing up some carnitas in <laughs> yes. Little Village right now. That sounds so fun. It's delicious. We're talking to the locals. And uh, no no sight of the Mothman yet, but no, here we are. No demons, but I love this Corona. <laughs> yeah. This is fucking great. Yeah. What a party. Uh-huh. September 16th, 2017. While returning from a family gathering, a group of friends saw a winged creature resembling a giant bat swoosh over them and land in front of a convenience store. Quote, this large bat let out a shriek and took off into the air because it flew just over our heads and then landed about 15 feet in front of us on the road. Picture that. Whoosh, land, plop. Yeah. Yep. It looked right at us and shrieked at us. I mean, that's all it does. At that time, a car turned into Ridgeway from behind us on 24th Street. This bat took off from the road and took off, leaving us cowering on the sidewalk. Hmm. Quote. Manuel Navarrete, again, the investigator with UFO Clearinghouse, who has been working in tandem with Lon Strickler and the group Lon created to keep tabs on the creature. Do you know what he called this group? 
the Chicago Phantom Task Force. Oh, that's cool. Which, yes, does sound incredibly cool. I wrote that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Interviewed the witnesses and found them to be quite reliable. Again, they saw something. Yeah. Well, our main moth knows how to soar, and sometimes he needs a holiday from the big city life. September 2017, Lansing, Michigan, around 5.45 a.m. So he has taken a core. He is dive. Yeah. He is. Whoosh. Yeah, he's just headed up there. Right. A man noticed a winged humanoid thing perched on his neighbor's roof. So much purging. I mean, that's what he does. I know. It's cool. It's, a, it's can, like, hey, I'm going to perch uh, or I'm going to screech. Yeah, I got two things. What do you want? You want to see my glowing eyes? I can make that happen, too. Yeah. Look, I close them. Like peekaboo. Now they're open. Here yeah. They're... Now I'm going to go perch. Yeah. Because fuck you. But That's I mean, you, I you, you can picture it, right? Yeah. You can see the perch. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah. He says like, yep, I'm here. Mothman. Yeah. I mean, even Spider-Man perches. He does. I mean, you can Batman, any Daredevil. They, they all, all They all lean on a, on a building top and be like, this, right. is, this, this is my city. I've decided. Go ahead. Because maybe we've decided the same the thing. The Mothman is a superhero. I mean, you know what comic I've been trying to not He's write? fighting crime. He is. Yeah. Do you know what story I've been trying not to write as I was writing this? <laughs> I just want to draw Mothman stories. It's it's a whole set again. That could be a whole its own whole. Maybe I'll just tell you a story one day about how I think the superhero Mothman could yeah. be a thing. He's like an anti-hero. Exactly. He likes to scare people. Right. But he just wants to. But then really, he's doing good. Right. Yeah. Because like, fear is a survival mechanism. Right. It makes you leap into action. Yeah. It makes you defend your own safety. Mm-hmm. So, maybe he maybe that fear is a good thing. Could be. Maybe he's saving you from something worse around the corner. Yeah. You don't know, right? Oh, so did the Chicago Phantom take a trip to the Pure State? Probably. Maybe. It's a good place. September. Good place to go. It is a good place to go. It's a great place to go. I'm just gonna, this year. I'm just gonna be looking for Mothman all day. Yeah. I'm coming with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hope we don't float out into the lake looking for a spaceship. <laughs> we're, we're fucked. <laughs> Take the boat well, out. We were hoping to get a ride back. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh, okay, dude. Fuck. Shit. September 23rd, 2017. Sable Harbor, Chicago. He's back. 6.30 p.m. Three friends who were walking across the pier after messing with one of their boats. I'm paraphrasing here. They're doing boat stuff. Mm-hmm. Saw a flying creature with an eight-foot wingspan traveling over the harbor headed south of Navy Pier at about 200 to 300 feet. Yeah, he's doing that. That account's a little more involved, but I summarize it briefly there. Mm-hmm. September 24th, 2017. You know where we are. We're in the little village. Of course we are. Headed home from Sunday evening mass. Oh, yeah. yeah Going get, to grill those carnitas. <laughs> I love carnitas. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, they're good, right? It's yeah. it's such a good visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, why I chose, that's why I chose to quote him directly, because I mm-hmm. wanted that party atmosphere. And just like, you imagine grilling out like, oh shit, it's a fucking Mothman. Yeah. What the hell is that? Like, quit ruining the party, dude. Yeah, or you, come hang yeah, out. Do you want a carnita, man? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's his calling card. Yeah. No, quit, quit screaming at me. I can't understand <laughs> you. Yeah, no. <laughs> or talk to me with that metal thing I heard he can do. Yeah, go stand by the fence again. Yeah, that's just, fine. Yeah, go by the garage. <laughs> Get in the alleyway. What's, what is Deadpool like? He likes a thing, like a food type thing. It's not a chalupa. What uh, is it? Shit, right? Chimichanga. It's chimichanga. Maybe the carnita is the Mothman's thing. <laughs> yeah. He just likes carnitas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, 
But yeah, so they were coming home from Sunday evening mass, and then they, the family came across a man standing in the road beneath a streetlight. That's normal, right? Yeah. He's probably just checking his email. Maybe. Sending out a tweet. Tying his shoe. Tying his shoe. It just, you know, zipping up his blazer. Mm-hmm. Well, they paid him no attention. Until, quote, the man then stretched his arms up above his head, and it looked like he was stretching, and suddenly a pair of very large wings stretched out from behind him. You can imagine, that's very dramatic. Yeah. They must have been over 10 feet wide and were solid black. Even though this man was standing under a streetlight, there was not a lot of detail to this man. I mean, if he's lurched over, you just get all shadow. Right, yeah. Also, all right, it's a little much moth. You're a moth man, and you keep going under these lights. You attracted the light moth man? Mm-hmm. Oh. Don't you? Yeah, right? right? Mm. Like, ah. Well, in, in the Point Pleasant, he was scared of the light. Weird, right? Maybe, yeah. he's, maybe he's grown up, or it's a different breed. Yeah. Or it's a, it's a love-hate relationship, him and that light. Mm-hmm. But if he's underneath it's it. It's like, I hate it. It's like, but, but I, I can't get enough of it. But I like it. Yeah. Turns out light's like heroin for, or crack for uh, mothmen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, cr- it's crack for actual moths. They'll <laughs> kill themselves over it. Overdose. Yeah. OD on light. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep slamming, Bam. slamming into it. Bam. Quote, as we walked closer, we noticed that the man turned and walked, more like hopped toward the sidewalk ahead of us. It was then that it turned towards us, and we saw that it had a pair of glowing red eyes. Hmm. My mother uttered the words, Madre de Dios, and crossed herself, crossed herself, and then said to us that it looked like a duende, which is the Spanish word for a goblin. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is. Put a pin in that. Duende, yeah, absolutely. Spanish goblins. We stopped, and I stood in front of my mom, trying to shield her. The man then made a loud screech, and then it opened its wings and shot up into the air. You could hear the sound of the, its. You could hear the sound of its wings flapping as it rose up in the air and passed over us and out of sight as it continued flying down the street huh. and out of sight. Quote, end quote. The older mother involved in the sighting emphasized the sense of evil she felt after encountering the beast. Manuel again, and some of these accounts have been in Spanish, and Manuel speaks Spanish, mm-hmm. so he's, he's on point. Like, sure. first, there's no sure. translating going on there. Again, would follow up with some of the witnesses and validate their credibility. He received most of this information from the sons. The mother remained disturbed by the encounter and reluctant to talk about it. Lon Strickler has a few ideas as to why the being seems to be so prevalent in the little village, which he addresses in his book, Mothman Dynasty, Chicago's Winged Humanoids. Mysticism, the occult, he gets into it. We'll save that for Lon. Cool. He can. That's his thing to talk about. Sure. We're continuing forward. September 26, 2017, 1.15 a.m., eight miles south of Little Village, West Lakeview. The intersection of West Belmont Avenue and North Damon Avenue. A man stopped at a red light, saw a very slender, leathery-winged, dark-colored human, bat, creature, crouched on a light pole. Whoa. As it flew off, I condensed like a whole paragraph into that description. <laughs> just I just got really pumped because yeah. I actually spend time in that area. So Keep your eye open, man. Uh-huh. I mean, legitimately, keep your eyes open. As it flew off into the sky, he noticed its wingspan was approximately 12 feet. That's within the realm uh-huh. of approximation. Right. Because of the streetlight, the witness got an excellent view of its face. You're not prepared for what's about to happen. I didn't know I had a face. 
Well, quote, short canine-like snout, similar to that of a French bulldog. But the overall face structure resembled that of a gothic gargoyle. Huh. Unusual still, the eyes did not glow or show color, end quote. Hmm. This raises a crazy but likely possibility. We've kind of addressed it earlier in previous episodes. Are there multiple winged beings roaming the skies of Chicago? As you may have noticed, some of these descriptions are almost identical to each other, while others, especially this one, are very irregular. If this is the same being we've grown to know, love, and fear, where are the glowing red eyes? That's a Mothman phantom calling card. Yeah. Also, some have tails. Some do not. Some have obvious human arms. Some do not. I've asked this in the last episode, and we continue to ask it. What the hell's going on? I have no clue. What the hell is going on? Why are all these winged creatures congregating in and around the Windy City? Are they allies? Are they at war? Are they harbingers of things yet to come? Or is their mere existence proof that whatever is coming is already underway? But if you started to wonder if our red-eyed antagonist or protagonist... I'll let you judge whether it's a force for good or evil, had given up its territory to a competing species, fear not. On September 26, 2017, 9.15 a.m., a woman and her son, again, always a pair, couple, Mm -hmm. family, women, son, guy and his carnita. Ooh, I want to be that guy. Or a guy and his dog. I want to be the guy with the carnita. (laughs) (laughs) Getting so hungry. I'm going to make a half-assed run of Taco Bell, and it won't even be as good. Just be nothing in comparison. A yeah, so the woman and her son saw a monster bat that's quoted mm-hmm. take off from the their backyard after turning on her porch light. A drawing was submitted of the creature done by her son. He's an adult, by the way, so it's it's a pretty cool drawing. It looks like you'd expect though. It's a dark shadow with glowing it's not eyes. A stick figure. No, it's not. No, it's, yeah, it's not. No, it had large bat wings and glowing red eyes. The location of this encounter. Where do you think it was? Just take a wild guess. Where do you think? Little, little Village. Little Village, absolutely. Yeah. October 7th, 2017. River North, 1015-ish. Mm-hmm. As this witness walked home from work toward the Chicago Avenue Red Line entrance, he saw a, quote, dark gray in color and seemed to have a large wingspan, quote. This was a creature he saw. It performed aerial maneuvers and headed to the lake after swooping between some buildings. So imagine that display. Yeah. Whoosh. I mean, Head I mean, towards the lake. You know it's over there because there's nothing. There's nothing over there. You can't see anything nope. past it. Nope. October 27th, 2017. Piotrowski Park, 1030-ish. Quote, We were in my boyfriend's car, talking and listening to music, when it felt like something hit his car from behind. There was no one else in the parking lot except his car and mine, but it felt like a car had hit him. My boyfriend stopped what he was doing. What was he doing? (laughs) You let your imagination... He was debating. He was doing a lot of debating. Very uh, enthusiastic debate. He was playing with his big money monster. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't even know what that means. They, they were just debating. Yeah, just having a conversation. Talking about Chicago politics. Exactly. Who are you going to vote for? Okay, well. So after he stopped whatever he was doing and was going to step out to see what hit his car when something large dropped onto the hood of his car, we looked and both screamed at the same time as we saw a pair of bright orange eyes peering back at us through the windshield. The thing that landed was solid black and was about the size of a man and had what looked like wings that were spread out wide. It looked right at us and then appeared to swipe the windshield with his hand. The fingers were long, much longer than a normal person, and ended in what looked like claws. This is an attack. It looked like it was trying to get into the car and at us. We were both screaming as it swiped the windshield at three to four times. My boyfriend then grabbed a flashlight that he had in the car and shined it through the windshield at this thing. That's almost as good as throwing a rock at it. Close. Yeah. It then shrieked out loud. Again, duh, it did. It sounded like what the screams of multiple people in a small room would sound like. That is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Then it flexed like the same, like a bunch of different voices at once. Yeah. Which, again, can kind of sound like brakes, really. Like, yeah. Yep. Then it flexed its wings and took off straight up. Again, just like a rocket. And yeah. it was gone from our sight. We heard it shriek out at least twice, about one minute apart, as it probably circled the area, after which we heard silence. We were both scared beyond belief, and I was hysterical and crying, afraid to get out as I thought it might swoop down and attack me if I did. We spent 15 minutes in my boyfriend's car. I mean, basically, there's, I mean, what would he be doing? I mean, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to continue living after that. I don't know how I'd be, <laughs> my whole life would be changed. Yeah. It's like, I just got attacked by a demon. Yeah, uh, I mean, game changer. Yeah, well, I live in a whole different world now, boys. Gonna put my non-debating clothes back on. <laughs> yeah, I can z- zip up. Yeah, put we're on. done debating now. Yeah, I, there's nothing and, else to debate uh, about. Yeah, we're gonna go talk about what. Yeah. the hell was that? Yeah, what what what's your five year plan now that you know that this exists? <laughs> Let's talk about our future together. Yeah, do you want to? What do you want to do now? Just sit and cry together? Maybe. Probably get out of this parking lot. Yeah, we gotta leave. Yeah, and eventually calmed down enough to attempt to get out of the car and sprint to my car. So he's already, boyfriend's already in his car. So it's like, well, you got to leave now. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> well, I'm going home. Oh, oh he's a gentleman. My, <laughs> my boyfriend got out and escorted me to my car. Once I was inside and the door was locked, he sprinted back to his car <laughs> and also got ready to leave. So being the ultimate, like, good, legitimate dude, yeah. like, he's like, I'll walk you to your car. Once yeah. she gets in, he's like, oh, my God, get the fuck, get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of here. I got to run. His hands up and down. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be the last reported sighting in 2017. But not last reporting in general. Not by a long shot. As of the recording of this episode, April... Well, I guess this one will be April 3rd, 2019... There have been 19 additional sightings, Jeez. some as far south as Wilmington, Illinois, oh, and as close. far north as Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the most recent, March 7th, when a furry-winged humanoid ran in front of a woman's car in Woodstock. Hmm. Also, with sightings becoming more known to the public, people have been filing... Oh, sorry. Also, with sightings becoming more known to the public, people have been filling in that 2011 and 2017 gap where the Mothman was previously thought off the grid, which we know he was actually in school. 
Yeah. So who knows what he was doing? Like, but they've seen him within that time period. And some beer bongs. Yeah. Keggers. Man, you know, you know, Mothman was. Yeah, you just picture Mothman at college, dude. He, he would wearing do, his shades and his blue jacket. Oh, man, he's his collars popped. Yeah. It's like he had a different haircut back then. He looks at he combs it over, looks at the girls, and goes ah. <laughs> But, man, he could talk to their thoughts and get real sensual. Oh, my God. Mothman, you shouldn't have that information. No. Don't be telepathic with these young college co-eds. Those poor girls. You're an immortal being, maybe. I don't know what you are. Maybe. We don't know what you are. I don't know what you are. But somebody invited you to this fucking party, so. Hey, hey guys, you go want to go party with the Mothman? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just his nickname. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Are this, does he have, like, fleshy things in his... Don't worry about it. The, the, ignore the membrane. Yeah. Sometimes he jokes and says, hey, I'm insane in the membrane, and it, people laugh about it. It doesn't look like he has a head sometimes, but other times it looks like it's really pointy. Yeah. Just, it, don't, just yeah. don't talk about it. It's just, He's a cool guy. Just know those claws are good for popping open beer bottles. Yeah. He's a badass dude. You want to shotgun a beer with one of his talons? It's fun. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, But yeah, so some reports are coming out even before 2011. Much like the 1969 encounter I began this show with and the encounter I mentioned before from 1981 that I used to kick off last week's episode. Eventually, we'll address the Mothman's 2018 escapades. You know we will. Yeah. Mothman 2018. Mm-hmm. There's a whole year I'm just skipping because I think by this point, I mean, the Mothman, man. He's an ongoing thing. and so- we're, Something's out there. Something is out there. But for now, you get the idea. He's here, and he's busy. The primary reason I have recanted as many encounters as I have is quite simple. Merely telling you, and of course our beloved listeners, that residents of Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Indiana have been seeing a giant winged monster doesn't really emphasize the sheer breadth of these reports and all the little nuances found therein. The scope of these sightings is incredible. Like I said, when I began my journey down this road, I would use no other word besides incredible, right? I mean, this is out of control. Yeah. Are, are all these people just telling lies? Like, really? Or there's something, even if it's some kind of giant bird that looks like it has fleshy membrane, that's very consistent. Well, I mean, you also just picked up pretty much right where I left off. My, yeah. my story kind of ended in 67. You picked up in 69. I did. That's true. So was it just congruent? Yeah. And he hopped over here. Who knows what he's doing? Yeah. Who knows what he's preparing for? And while the skeptic in me agrees with some who may call the entire wave of reports nonsense, mm-hmm. that maybe several are just mischaracterizations by confused people not very good at recognizing large birds. Mm, could be. That does not explain the glowing red eyes. What explains the glowing red eyes? As much as my faith in humanity is pretty much at an all-time low, I would really hope that people know the difference between a bird, a bat, and a giant man-bat-moth membrane thing. Checking out his UFO. Right. But who knows? People, people elected a guy who stares at a solar eclipse. All bets are off. But even still, why the plethora of sightings now? Isn't this the real question? Mm-hmm. Isn't this what we've all been wondering? This isn't 1972. We have more than three television channels, and Chicago is the third largest city in the country. This isn't some small southern Illinois town. It's an entire metropolitan area spreading across four states. 
These sightings aren't being made by high school girls drinking their road sodies as they travel the backwoods of Dracula Drive and their four Granada. Hmm. Oh, no. They are made by people from all walks of life, of all ages, who speak multiple languages. With so many obvious differences, what could all these people have in common? What could possibly link them all together? What could bring out the Mothman? Matt McGallis, acting secretary of the Illinois Department of Transportation, in an Illinois Senate panel said, quote, We currently have 79 million square feet of bridges requiring maintenance and updates. End quote. He said, quote, That's over 730 state bridges. Huh. End quote. He continued, quote, We also have a need over the next 10 years of additional funding of $13 billion to $15 billion for our highways, he said. We also have a need of over the next 10 years of additional funding of $13 billion to $15 billion for our highways, he said. That is just maintenance. We also have a need for capacity, highway expansion, that is in the billions of dollars, end quote. When it comes to bridges, according to the Panagraph in Bloomington, Illinois, McGallis said in regards to our roads and bridges, quote, many are nearing the end of their useful life, especially interstate highways that date back to the 1960s and the 730 bridges for which the state is responsible, many of which date back to the 1970s, end quote. Illinois is home to 26,775 bridges, the third largest bridge inventory in the nation. According to the American Society of Civil Engineers Infrastructure Report Card, of these bridges, 8.6% are classified as structurally deficient. There are an average of 9 million trips across the 2,303 structurally deficient bridges in Illinois each day. While the percentage of structurally deficient bridges in Illinois has not increased, the rate of improvement has stalled, falling far below the national improvement rate over the past four years. From an NBC uh, 15 Madison, Wisconsin article, quote, Wisconsin is ranked 49th in terms of road conditions. The American Society of Civil Engineers says 1,232 of Wisconsin bridges, um, 1,245, it's 8.73% of the 14,253 bridges are structurally deficient. There are 157 high hazard dams in the state. 1,435, that's 7.43%, almost 8% of Indiana's 19,291 bridges are also structurally deficient. Approximately 1,234 bridges of Michigan's 11,156 are structurally deficient as well, and the amount of bridges rates poor is supposed to jump from 50% from 2016 to 2023 from 236 to 354. Our infrastructure is in trouble. Yeah. In February of 2019, a Chicago Department of Transportation employee discovered a crack in a Lakeshore bridge that travels over the ramp at Randolph. It was immediately closed to traffic and would reopen 26 hours later after being repaired. With no specific explanation for the crack, city officials are left to speculate, quote, we think that this crack was caused by a combination of corrosion coupled with the extreme temperature swings and recent weather. Quote. Um, Rebecca Scheinfield said, the Chicago Department of Transportation Commissioner, a fair estimate, considering Chicago reached record levels of negative degree temperatures this year, 
I mean, sure it got did. real fucking cold. It got really fucking real cold. Real cold. But the corrosion part is what I personally feel made them more susceptible to the damage. You're taking an already damaged thing and just putting it in way worse conditions. Yeah. Because nobody's doing anything to fix it. Mm-hmm. The Federal Highway Administration considers the Lakeshore Bridge, quote, functionally obsolete, quote. <laughs> According to the same CBS.com article, it also goes on to say, well, that does not, quote, well, that does not necessarily mean it's unsafe. CDOT is now taking a closer look at other bridges like it, quote. Now, I'm no engineer, but something that is functionally obsolete sure sounds less than safe to me. Yeah, I would give it a I uh, mean, that's not, not great score. No, less than perfect. Yeah. Functionally yeah. obsolete. Yeah, so I get into that a little bit because mm-hmm. there's a little bit of clarification there. Uh, the city no longer builds the structures like this, quote. Noted Barkowski, another official, who explained the expansion joints usually line up with the concrete girder underneath it. Basically, its design makes it a priority to be replaced, but I guess no one was in a hurry to do that. So, like, it still, like, works, so but it, if they were to make a new one, they wouldn't make it that way again. So, technology is increased to the yes. point where they're like, this doesn't make sense. It was not a good design because we know this is better now. Correct. So. Yep. But still there. Yep. The Stevenson Bridge was considered less safe than the bridge that collapsed in Minneapolis in 2007. Do you really remember that one? Oh, I do. And this is the one I have. It's I the was scariest. talking about a couple of weeks ago now. You may have, yeah. I was leaving this alone. but Yeah, I don't get into it much more than mentioning it. So Mothman was sighted in Minnesota. Oh, then we will get. The I-35 oh, fuck. bridge when it collapsed. Shit. And that one was horrifying. Mm-hmm. The pictures are, dis- are devastating. Yeah, uh, 13 people died and 145 were injured. Yeah, so before 2008 renovation, there was a Stevenson Bridge that was considered worse than that one before 2008. And again, I mentioned the Minneapolis Bridge collapse kills 13 people, as you just said. Mm-hmm. With the bridges on people's minds, attention was quickly diverting to other potential looming structural disasters. The east and westbound bridges over the Des Plaines River on Interstate I-80 in Joliet, Illinois, it would take center stage. Last year, an inspection revealed the westbound bridge had a sufficiency rating of 6 out of 100. Anything mm-hmm. below an 80 is structurally deficient, and it was 6 out of 100. That's yeah. not even a bridge. Yeah, and I drive that every day, so I stopped driving it. It's not even a bridge. It was, si- it was called, quote, intolerable, quote, because that's a sign of, that's a good sign. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? It's definitely not a busy highway. No, and the bridge's span was listed in, quote, critical condition and may require closure, quote. Hmm. Cool, all good signs. Have you driven that way lately? I have not. Oh, man, there's billboards that say drive bridge at your own risk. Yes, I've seen pictures of those. It's crazy. Because, like, a union put them up. We're like, is there, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, uh, I've, I don't remember which union, but yeah. Which I feel like that should that should be placed like is that place like before the first exit to avoid it like can you get off at Center Street? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like right around the Larkin. Okay, exit, so you can so, yep. you get some time. Yeah, like, all right, man. You got a few exits now. You better make a choice. Mm-hmm. The Des Plaines quote: The Des Plaines I eighty bridges were built in nineteen sixty five and reconstructed in nineteen ninety eight. The westbound section has an overall rating of 6 out of 100, the lowest for an interstate in the Chicago area, according to the Illinois Department of Transportation records. The eastbound section scores slightly higher, so this will be a relief, 
7.4. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Real high. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Yeah, just awesome. Again, this is a scale out of 100. Yeah. I mean, come on. So you break it down as a percentage. So we got 7.5 and 6. Oh, my God. Yeah. Both bridges together carry 85,400 vehicles per day, per a CBS.com article. So good. How about all those odds? Yeah, it's a it's you need to it's busy place. You need to go over it. When all this first came out, yeah. One day I was driving to work, and Uh uh, every little turnabout area between the eastbound and westbound Uh had a sheriff sitting at it, and there was a fire truck just sitting in front of the bridge. Amazing. Just waiting. Just to see. Just waiting. Holy shit! Just like well. It gets it gets scary. I mean, that's scary, but it gets scary. Mm-hmm. Another bridge in Joliet, the Brig Street Bridge, which goes which goes over I eighty, itself has a rating of two out of nine for its superstructure. Mm-hmm. A rating of one would result in the bridge being closed, and it's two. <laughs> Don't you think two is basically a one in the scale that goes to nine? Yeah. Like, what's the difference there? What's the little nuance there? Are the differences that extreme? It's not a big hole in it. I looked up pictures of that bridge. And it's literally held up by pieces of wood. Jeez. Like it's like a wedge underneath part of it. It's just like mm-hmm. blocks of solid wood. Mm-hmm. And that's in like the way to my grandma's house. I would go over that bridge if I wanted to go because like had in, like ended like the border of Joliet and New Lenox. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. And that goes over I-80. So that could fall onto <laughs> a highway, killing people on the bridge. That's not good either. And then just, yeah. So that's like a, I mean, it's no river, but like it's all concrete. It's not good either. It's a river of cars coming yeah, at you. right, with a, and a steady flow of cars. Yeah. So <sighs> After the Des Plaines Bridge revelation, Joliet Mayor Bob Odenkirk said, quote, Following the disclosure, I have instructed Joliet public safety officials to begin coordinating with county, state, and federal FEMA officials to establish a specific plan of action in the event of a partial or complete failure of the bridge collapse, mm-hmm. of the bridge structure. Well, that's not horrifying or anything. Already talking to FEMA. Yeah. Well, there's some reasons for that. An NBC5 article says Odenkirk's office stated that since the bridge is under the jurisdiction of the federal government and IDOT, you know, Illinois Department of Transportation, Mm -hmm. officials for the city and for Will County cannot take any proactive actions to repair the bridge themselves. Yeah. Their hands are tied. The national highway. Yeah, so so it's just like, but it's their town and they're like there and they probably have the most time to put into it. Mm Mm-hmm as opposed to the national or state who've got other things going on. But then again, a bridge rated 6 out of 100 should probably take priority over anything. Yep. Anyways. So Especially what, like the biggest highway in the U.S. Absolutely. I-80. I mean, it goes coast to coast, and if you're going over I-80, you have to go over this bridge. Yep. So, cool. What does IDOT have to say for itself? IDOT spokesperson... Guy Trigdell issued an email statement saying that a project estimated to cost $5 million is scheduled to begin this spring. Hmm, I think we're in spring now. We sure are. Quote, addressing structural steel and bearing repairs, quote, on the bridges. In a second statement, the office said, quote, while short-term repairs already are planned for this spring, the bridges are safe for travel and do not need to be closed. Quote, sure, okay, IDOT. Yeah. Yeah, okay, dudes. Maybe this is why we need a moth. Maybe this is why he's here. Lon Strickler is not one to doomsay, even though he has suspected the creatures could be an omen of some kind, but like, come on. 
Our infrastructure is barely hanging on. Every day something doesn't fall apart is a day we should cherish because this isn't some science fiction story. The state of our roads is reality. With tens of thousands of people traveling over these structures every day, any one of us could be a casualty of this negligence. And if not us, then people we know or people who know people we know, we are all connected. Mm-hmm. Whether we live in Little Village or Tinley Park, Woodstock or Wilmington, it's time to stop pretending we aren't. Maybe the Mothman wants us to get our heads out of our collective asses. Stop worrying about garbage that doesn't matter. Because together we can actually force our officials, if united, the ones who can truly make a difference on our behalf, to honestly and fairly answer the question, quote, do you want us to live or not? Quote. I mean, come on. It's a bridge. Yeah. How many people are going to fall in that fucking river? Do I do anything? I mean, I've sat on that river when it's full. Like, <sighs> yeah. Bumper to bumper. Remember when they've like, they, they've closed it to one lane? Yeah. It's like, oh, all you do is gun it. Like, just go. Yep. Just go. Just make it. Nationally, the United States infrastructure is rated a D plus. Good Great. job, everybody. Yeah. Not a priority. Killing Good job. It. Great. What the hell are we doing here? Wikipedia says 27 bridges have failed in the United States since the year 2000. Statistically, not a large amount. But wouldn't you want to keep those odds as low as possible? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If we don't repair the ones already failing, the odds only get worse. Maybe we aren't on doomsday. Um, maybe we aren't on doomsday's door yet. But maybe that's why he's here. Maybe the Mothman is looking to recruit an army to save humanity, and maybe just maybe that army is us. Oh yeah, the Mothman of Chicago. Our bridges are failing. Maybe he's a grim reaper. He very well could be. Yeah, I don't know. Right? I mean, right? It's, it's depressing. All over the place. It could it's depressing. Go anywhere. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad and depressing. And I mean, he's creeping out to Wilmington. And that's why I mentioned, like, who knows why he's, why the people who see him, see him. Maybe they're predisposed to seeing him. Could be. Yeah, maybe, I mean, we talked about that a little bit. Maybe maybe the people he's coming to know people who will be on the bridge or vice versa or there's some kind of connection. I mean, basically everybody we know has right. crossed that bridge or is going to cross that bridge at some point. Constant. I and mean, it's a big part of this area. Can you imagine how devastating that'll be? That would be, a, that would be like a local 9-11. I mean... Point Pleasant, only 47 people dying crossing that bridge. That's going to look small. Absolutely. What, what would happen? Because, uh... like, if the bridge just falls in one area, some cars fall right in. But people are driving. You're not going to, exp- you're just going to keep going. Oh, yeah. Cars are going to be shooting off. flying across that yeah. bridge. Vroom, vroom, Like, vroom, the speed vroom. limit's 55 yeah. there. Which but is scary. Most people are doing 70. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you just want to go. Yeah. Pretty well, wild. It's scary shit. Um, before we close out, again, if you have seen the Chicago Mothman, you can report your sighting to singularfortian.com, phantomsandmonsters.com. Or, or report it to us, too. Or ufoclearinghouse.com <laughs> or weirdandfeardpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Because this is very much an ongoing thing. We're making predictions. This story for this Mothman is not over. 
Yeah, no. Nah, and we're going to check in with him again mm-hmm. because he's not going to stop. Do we really think a winged being running, running in front of some woman's car in Woodstock is the end of the story? Absolutely not. No. Whether you live in suburbia or the city, he's out there. If you go to singular40and.com, you can read through the sightings, and they have even, uh, they've given different ratings to some of the sightings too, if you find their actual, um, like Tobias or Tobias um, Wayland has a whole list. You can click on each link and read the whole, like you can read some of the full things, and they write them as like, you know, some are unexplained, some could be a large bird, some of the things are hoaxes, so it kind of gives a variety. Mm-hmm. But then I looked at the disclaimer for the large bird, and it said like could be a large bird or avian creature or a pterosaur or a thunderbird. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, that just changes direction to you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, all right. Well, that's just that's shifting topics a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if like me, you can't get enough of this phenomenon, again, I just want to stretch because I used him for a lot of research. Lon Strickler's book, Mothman Dynasty, Chicago's Winged Humanoids. I mean, he's got some great winged humanoid stories from around the world. He's even got a story where little moths come through teleporters. And maybe with their baby mothmen. I mean, that's for the book. You have to read that shit because cool. that's a whole. I couldn't even deal with that. <laughs> like moths appearing in people's bathrooms. Yeah. And then they fly out the window. So like that could be the birth of a mothman. There's a few of those in there. It's a great book. I'm just saying. Huh. Using using the vast archives of the Singular Fordian Society to try and solve the mystery of the Chicago Mothman, Chicago Phantom, with whatever details are at his disposal. And everybody involved in the research. I mean, they kind of they're kind of knocking it out of the park here. I'm glad somebody's keeping tabs on this shit. Hell yeah. But I mean, yeah, we're in free podcast at gmail.com. You want to see, see a giant Mothman creature? Mm-hmm. Hit me up. But I mean, that's our that's our little trilogy episodes on the Mothman. Yeah. From Point Pleasant to Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Wild I mean, ride. How do you feel about that? An absolutely wild ride. Hope you guys enjoyed that little trip because, man, it was a fucking doozy. What a consuming narrative, right? It really was. Holy like, shit. It consumed my entire life for like a week. <laughs> Doing research just on my end. It's awesome. I mean, I bought that. I bought Lon's book and Kindle and just plowed through it to try and build, to try and again build some kind of structure, get as much as I can from like what do other people think about this who've actually put some time into researching it, you know, more than right. we have. Yeah. Man, holy shit. But uh, I mean, to bring it home, we began with a bridge collapsing. We ended with the potential for a bridge to collapse. And always. Hopefully that doesn't happen. And in Illinois. And we had to, how could we not? We had a break. Yeah, this was coming home. Mm -hmm. Coming home to Illinois. Yep. Well, speaking of going home, well, speaking of, yeah, speaking of getting home, what else do we get at the end of this episode, man? Episode's over. We did a whole thing. What a wild fucking journey. We did a lot of things. And we opened a lot of doors. Yeah, soak it in. Lechuza? That was two episodes ago. Mexican Hispanic witch? Demon? Yeah. Cool. Indrin cold. Injured cold. The Chernobyl winged creature. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, we're just you, we just did three episodes and we're just getting started. Yeah. Yep. We're also just getting spooky, yep. right? Yeah. Hell yeah, guys. Absolutely. All right, get spooky, everybody. All right, get Dude, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Right. Yeah, don't stop. Yeah, never stop. Never stop. Booyah. <laughs>